Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I was charged $29.95. I believe that Mr. That Willie's pay was in the $29.95. Why? Show me where Willie's pays in. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you want me to swallow that, you better show me where, just a second. You tell me how it included the work Willie was doing. Tell me about it. This is the plaintiff, William Searles. He says he was hired by the defendant to do some painting in her house. He worked for 14 long hours, did a great job, but now is being stiffed on his pay. That's right, the kooky woman refuses to pay him the $1,090 he's owed. He's been in business 40 years and has never run into a problem like this. So he's suing. This is the defendant, Sandra Schneider. She says the plaintiff did not do 14 hours of work on her house. The paint job he did doesn't match nicely with the walls he didn't paint, and she doesn't owe him a dime. The plaintiff was working for a carpenter who was also doing work in her house. He's the one the plaintiff should go to for payment because she had no deal with him, and that's that. She's accused of painting a guy into a corner. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $3,360, the money she now needs to spend correcting all of the plaintiff's bad work. All parties, please use your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The litigants are not actors. They are involved in legitimate disputes, and they have agreed to have those disputes settled here in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Leontown presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Okay, Mr. Surleys, you have been working for Ms. Schneider for quite a bit of time, right? Well, on three different occasions, Your Honor. And there's never been a problem with payment. She has always paid you by the hour, correct? Yes, except for the third time. Which is why we're here in court. How much is it that you charge her by the hour? $75 an hour. For how many years has that been your rate? That's been my rate for the last four years. Okay, so tell me what brings us to court here today. You did a bunch of work and she didn't pay you. But tell me about what happened. There was a, uh, she made a decision she wanted to renovate her kitchen and you recommended the contractor for her? I recommended a carpenter, yes, Your Honor, I did. A carpenter that I've done quite a bit of work with. Um, he also has um, the plumber, the electrician, the roofer. He has all people that he pulls into his jobs to do. Okay. And each contractor is paid separately, 
by either him or by the customer. Okay, Ms. Schneider, case, there was a problem in the renovation in this case, and what was the problem? Yes, when they removed the, the door um, and the wall, there became a hole in the floor. So the tile floor that I had in my kitchen, um, you'll see on the exhibit a very large, extremely large hole, no tile underneath the, the When you say hole, what you mean is that the tile did not go underneath the cabinet. So you end up with this area that's untiled, correct? Yes. And the transition between the dining room and, and the kitchen where the wall was, yes. Yes. Okay. Well, the wall, I think everybody knew there was going to be a problem because walls aren't usually built on top of tile. So now let me ask you oh, another we, we question. We didn't expect the wall. Did you pay the contractor, Correct. yes or no? Yes, I paid him. Because I paid him my understanding, Mr. Sosa, is that you came in after the contractor and there was a bunch of painting and some finished work. What was it you did for all those hours in her house? My job was to tape the walls, which was to put the uh, taping on and patch the walls, the new walls that the carpenter built. So the brand new sheetrock. So then I primed the sheetrock and then I put one coat of white dove paint on that. My question to you, Ms. Schneider, is why aren't you paying the man? It's 14 hours that he didn't get paid plus uh, a small amount, 40 bucks in materials that he fronted for you. Why aren't you paying him? What did he do wrong? Well, I was contracted for $2,500 to pay for removing the wall. The wall came down and I got a bill and I paid for all the materials on top of the $2,500. So when I was charged $29.95, I believe that Mr. that Willie's pay was in the twenty nine ninety five. Show me where Willie's pays in. The, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you want me to swallow that, you better yes. show me where. Just a second. You tell me how it included the work Willie was doing. Tell me about it. Show it to me in the contract. Sure, there is no contract. Oh well, then I guess you can't prove what you're saying, right? And no, more and, to the point, and I have more to the point in your answer to the complaint. You say, besides it's only 10 hours, not 14, because you can see from the text when he clocks in and when he clocks out, right? I said that all I have was the documentation for what I have, which is in the text, which clearly shows that he was maybe here for 10 hours. And I don't know. I asked okay. him for a detail. Why are you counting hours if you didn't. think you already paid him? Well, that's what I'm trying to say is that underneath the amount that I paid Adam, I thought that Adam was going to Yeah, I know you keep saying that, but Ms. Schneider, taking... in your life, you have never hired Willie in any other way but $75 an hour. You know it, all right? And, and you also know painting. that, at, just a second, painting. stop. If you thought that his work was included in Adam's pay, why'd you pay Adam? He wasn't done working yet. I don't think you thought mm -hmm. that. I think you're just perfectly happy paying Adam, but then turning That's around and making Mr. Surly's That's absolutely it. not true. I was well, intimidated. why did you pay Adam in full? Because I was forced to. He wouldn't leave my house. So call the police. He would not leave my house until I paid him you in full. You do not look to me like a shrinking violet. I think you, you could have picked up the phone, called the police, and said, get them out of here. That doesn't happen. I wish that would happen, but that doesn't happen. Adam absolutely intimidated me. He, he forced me to give him a check before he would ever leave my house. Willie shows up the next day. Willie, don't shake your head. We had a discussion about this, and I talked to you about it. I was totally intimidated And when intimidated Willie showed up the next Adam. day, did you tell him, Willie, by the way, I've already paid Adam everything I'm going to pay, so anything that you're I doing now, I'm, it's I included. I didn't know anything until 
Willie sent me a document on the day. Except for, you know, ma'am, that you've already paid the other guy in full, and then he turns around and comes and does 14 hours of work that you, you do uh, think that you've already paid somebody else in full Tell me, for. Show me the 14 hours of work you did, Willie. Willie, okay, do right nothing here. of the sort. Right. Willie, stop. Okay. You answer questions from me, not from her. Ms. Schneider, not only can you not prove that all of Mr. Surley's work was supposed to be included in Adam's stuff, I also see where you keep asking Mr. Surley's to do this and do that in all of the texts. I see it. You know he's, you're he's paying him the same before. way That's you've always paid him. You want to and show me the, the other time he worked for I, me? He listen to me. For me once. Listen to me. He helped me listen with my to closet. Me. Stop yes, talking over me. You keep asking him to do stuff, and he's supposed to just do it for free, and I am not buying it. You have a counterclaim against him for $1,700 in labor for the flooring. Why would he pay for labor for the flooring to fix a flooring problem? I have a counterclaim because the whole thing that he set up cost me to have to replace the kitchen floor. Hmm. An expense I had no intention of doing. Mr. Serlis, I think you need to start pumping some iron because she's not, apparently you're not big enough and you're not scary enough for her to pay you, but apparently Adam is. Right. So he should eat $1,700 for the flooring. He should eat 931 for the materials of the flooring. He should eat the estimated labor to complete the wall repairs and paint. He should eat the paint materials for the dining room. He should eat all that because you're mad at Adam for charging you and scaring you and intimidating you. No, ma'am. What I'm mad at is that I had additional cost for a job that so why don't you I, sue Adam? I wanted to have the work. Adam's no longer in your house. Why don't you just sue Adam? See, you didn't turn around, wait until the big scary guy left, and then file a lawsuit against Adam. What you did instead was you nailed him because you figured he wouldn't come to court and get it out of you. That's what happened. Mm -hmm. You figured he wouldn't I chase sue you. Him. Well, guess what? I didn't sue him. I am minute, going minute, to award the plaintiff. Him. No, Willie that's right. You didn't sue him. 10, you should have sued Adam. If you think that Adam, if you think that Adam didn't do his job, intimidated, robbed you, I guess robbed you, because Adam is so big and intimidating that you felt you had no choice but to give him money, and didn't complete the stuff that he had to complete, sue Adam. But no, I'm not going to let you take okay it out on Willie the guy who works the by job? the hour. Let me ask. Therefore, is that okay no, for Willie not you to complete go, the job either? Darling, Willie doesn't work for you if you don't pay him. See, Willie works by the hour, not by the Absolutely. job. Hmm. He works by oh. the hour. So who do you think is going to keep working for you for free when you don't pay up what you clearly already owe? He would have gone back there. He's happy to make 75 bucks an hour, especially in this climate but he's not going to let you take advantage of him. So I'm ruling in your favor, Mrs. Surleys, so for the okay $1,090. $1,090. You're not taking advantage of, you're trying to take advantage. Okay? I am you're not. trying to take I advantage. Sue him. I'm ruling in favor of the plaintiff, him. and on your counterclaim, zero. No, you just stiffed him. So the plaintiff is going to get his money, the $1,090. Ms. Snyder, who had sued for $3,360, gets zero. Let's see how she feels about it. Ms. Snyder, tell me what you're thinking right now. I'm, I'm disappointed to see that a judge believes that a homeowner should be taken advantage of by an, an hourly contractor who starts the job and never completes it. 
sends an email and a text saying, I'm not coming back and you owe me 1050, 1090, no details, no nothing. It's absurd. It's, it's a disappointment. And they cost me a lot of money in damages. Well, the judge pointed out you sued the wrong person for a lot of the money you're after. In I any didn't event, sue him. he is going to get paid. I didn't sue him. I counterclaimed. He sued you, me. You you put it onto this suit against Mr. Searles, and that doesn't count. It won't fly. Not in this court, anyway. Sorry about that. That's the judge's decision. You owe him the $1,090, and he's going to get it. Mr. Searles, let me ask you something. I think she may have been surprised that you filed a lawsuit against her. You think that's the I'm truth? I'm sure she. Yeah, I'm sure she was very surprised that I did this. And I gave her ample warning that she was pushing me to that point where all she had to do was pay me. And you know what? It's it's just like Walmart. If you go in there and you act like a fool and they kick you out, they do not have to let you back in. Well, she acted like a fool and didn't want to pay me. And there was no way I was going back to work for her anymore. She lost one of the best painters in Fairfield County. Thanks. Well, congratulations. You're finally going to get your money. Good for you. Everybody's cheering. All right, let's see what the judges have to say about this now. It's time for another session of After the Verdict. Here's Judge Melian with her no. husband, Judge John. Well, Marilyn, nobody really chooses to go and file a lawsuit and chase payment that way unless they have a screw loose, unless they really genuinely feel like they got stiffed. Well, it did. he worked and worked and worked, and she didn't pay. She wouldn't pay. She ignores his tax. She won't right. pay. It's like, you still got work to do. Well, right. yeah. Well, when I get paid for the work I have done, I will go do more work. But he's an hourly employee. She just finished saying in the hall, an hourly employee. She, she right. knows he's an hourly employee. Right. And, and certainly, even if there's no explicit contract that binds the two of them, uh, under law, you have the, the obligation as a judge under the theory of quantum merit, or as much as deserved, um, to go ahead and provide the payment back. To the person who put all that work right. in her house. It's an but unjust I, But I really, based on those emails and all the other conversation, all their other jobs, it was always $75 right. an hour, and she knows it. Right. She's just taking out on him. It's, it's kind of a bully. Really, because she apparently she's afraid of Adam, and, and then she doesn't refuse to leave. And, like and she said, "I didn't sue him; he right. sued me." No, you just didn't pay him, so he had to sue you instead of going to Adam. If you think Adam didn't do what he was supposed to do and intimidated you into paying, and you're out all this money, what does she really think that just because she rec he recommends Adam, she ended up picking Adam? Right. So if she's not happy, then don't pay Adam or sue Adam after you paid him. Yeah. But she's going to turn around on an hourly employee. Right. And say, you're not getting a penny until you finish keep continuing to work for me right. for free? She was going to hang it on him. And certainly Jeez. it shouldn't be his obligation that the wall was removed and those things were done when that was Of course. Job. It's not only that. I'm not even sure that the contractor did anything wrong. Right. I think that the professional should be talking to the person. You know, he's not here to defend himself. For all we know, he did tell her, hey, there could be tile, there could not. You and I have been in this position a million times. Absolutely. Sometimes there's right. tile underneath and sometimes there's not because right. it's a remodeling job that right. happened 20 years you ago and that you don't know what's behind it, what's behind it. it. sometimes you can go under and see and drill and you know kind of make a little hole right. and see and sometimes you can't but that's part of home ownership absolutely look yeah. i got a soft spot in my heart for painters i painted a lot of houses yeah. inside and out before i went to college put, and you, school, put so. you through high school absolutely. <laughs> spending so, money well he's going to get paid good LaDamian from Danbury wants to know, can a gust of wind be used as a defense for a branch coming down and damaging my house for insurance purposes? So this is interesting. 
if the wind blows and you had no knowledge that the tree was compromised and it breaks, um, the insurance company should cover that. If on the other hand, that you knew there was damage to this tree and you ignored it and it wasn't a huge wind gust, you might have a problem. That'll do it for this case. Let's go back into the courtroom. The litigants are there. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the plaintiff, Richard Bone. He says he was napping in his car, as he usually does on his lunch break, when all of a sudden it was as if the earth shook. He was jolted awake by the defendant when she banged her door into his car while exiting the parking spot next to him. He approached the woman in her office after lunch. She told him to get an estimate. And then, when it was time for her to pay up, she ghosted him. He's here suing for the $100 it's going to cost to fix the dent in his car. This is the defendant, Robin Spots. She says the plaintiff parks his car next to hers every day. And one day, a bag she was carrying brushed the door of the plaintiff's car. Now he's trying to make a federal case out of it. He said nothing to her at the supposed time of the incident, approached her a day later, and when she went to look at his car, she saw nothing and is not paying him because she caused no damage. She's accused of dinging a guy. All parties, please hit your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says he was taking a nap in his car when the defendant came along, got in her car next to his, pulled away and scratched his vehicle. But the defendant says she walked by his car and brushed up against it with her purse, and he's trying to make a federal case out of it. It's the case of dinging a guy, but good. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Okay, Mr. Baum. Uh, you and Ms. Spots work in the same building, is it? It's Office Park. Office Park, okay. So you have a lovely habit uh, that you indulge in on a daily basis, and tell me about it, because I got so jealous when I heard. I, I just, uh, after I ate my lunch, I go to the car and take a nap for 15, 20 minutes just to refresh myself before, you know, the afternoon is up. Okay, what do you do just for a living, more or less? Uh, contracts manager for a defense company. Okay, I am so impressed because I might spend six, seven hours lying down in a bed and not being able what, what, Do you have a button you press and you can just snooze for 20 minutes and refresh yourself? I'm, I'm amazed at that. I've been doing it for years. It's just some biological thing. After 20 minutes, I'm up, so. Wow. No alarm, no anything. Do you have to put an alarm no. on your... Cl nothing. You just literally close your eyes, fall asleep, wake up, and go back to work. Correct. 
Honestly, you have no idea how jealous I am. Now, Ms. Spots, had you noticed him lying down in that car before throughout your time in that office park or not really? Every day, every day uh, when I went to my lunch, went to my car, um, he wasn't there napping when I came back, but he was always there, windows down. Um, and Did you two know each other before not, this or no? No, no. Um, I have an assigned parking spot that he just has parked next to me. Um, uh, I've never actually seen him upright, um, because he's <laughs> always been napping. Um, and, and, and I can relate only to the napping part when I was in my first trimester, I, I napped in a garage on my break for about 15 minutes that I was a baby growing in me. So I, I didn't really have a button. It was I had a bunch of babies growing in me and they did nothing for my sleep. In fact, they interrupted my sleep. Okay. But so, Mr. Baum, according to you, on one fine day in question, you are rudely awakened to what? Uh, I was sleeping and uh, I heard a noise and the car shook. Um, and as I was waking up, I noticed uh, the defendant's car backing out. So I, I didn't get out and confront her immediately. She was he had already mostly backed out at that point. So uh, I waited till about, uh, I don't know, an hour after lunch and went next door and just informed her that she had hit my car. And um, her response was, let me take a look at the damage. And so she, we, you know, she opened the door and I showed her where the what car- What did she hit your car with? I'm not understanding. What, did she open her door and swing it into you? What was it she hit your car with? Yes, it was a car door. And it hit the lower, the lower uh, passenger side quarter panel of the car. And then what happens? So she doesn't say, no, I didn't. She walks out with you. She looks at the damage and says what? She said, give me an estimate, uh, which okay. I did the next day. When you say I gave her an estimate, was it a written estimate for $100? Yes. I, unfortunately, I've looked everywhere for it. I cannot find it, but I do I have, have it. receipt. Yeah, because neither can I. Oh, okay. You have it. Okay. Can you do me a favor? Will you bring that up to slowly? There we go. Back up a little bit. Okay, so it was an estimate for $100. Did that seem a little hefty to you, Ms. Spots? Or did uh, you agree to pay $100? It seemed... Did you it hit his car, very... didn't you? Uh, no, I don't believe I, d I hit his car. Um, I didn't hit his car. Welcome back to the People's Court. The plaintiff says the defendant told him to get an estimate and then ghosted him. But the defendant claims she examined the car and there wasn't a speck of damage, so go pound sand. Let's listen. I had just gotten my car back from, it was hit by a drunk driver at home. Um, and it had been in the shop for over two months. So when I initially saw $100, I thought, that's it? Okay. Um, whether I did or didn't, I was, you know, thought, okay, I'll just pay to go make it go away. Um, yeah, but here's I my, here's my it. problem that I'm having. You act guilty as can be like, you act like, you know, you nicked his car because you walk out with him, you look at the damage and you tell him to get an estimate. If I hadn't hit his car, I wouldn't so, be asking him to get an estimate. One of the things you said in the answer to the complaint was, well, I had a lot of bags. Maybe one of the bags hit it. I mean, what, wh why were you under the impression that you maybe did hit his car? You know, we kind of know when we hit someone's car. Uh, I, right, which is, and I know he's inside. So if I thought I hit his car, or if I hit his car, I would not have just pulled away. No, I, knowing he's inside, I wouldn't do that even in a parking lot, knowing that someone is not inside. Um, if I caused damage, especially coming off of what had happened to me, 
Um, so I guess my question is, why isn't your answer when he goes in to see you and says you hit my car this afternoon, why isn't your answer, no, I didn't? Why is your answer to walk out, look at it, and say, give me an estimate? Well, I work in a very small office, um, and he came in and announced, you know, the woman or whoever has the orange Volkswagen Tiguan, um, you know, you hit my car. So my initial instinct was to not disrupt the rest of the office and to go outside and see what he was t referring to. So then you tell him to get you an estimate, which sounds like you're willing to pay. And then he tells you it's $100 and you tell him I'll pay you because you felt like the $100 wasn't all that much. What made you change your mind and decide that you're, the first thing you do is tell him, you know what, I've thought about it. I think I'll go halves with you, right? Uh, yes. He said he didn't want to involve insurance. I said, okay, you know, all I know is get an estimate. And I didn't see the damage. I assumed I'd never see anything again because I didn't see any damage. I thought if he so went somewhere So let's see the pictures of the damage that we're talking about. Hold on one second. Do you have another well, picture you where can... you take a few steps back? I had the person at DentWorks um, use a specialized lighting. And you can see that it, in, right in the middle where the dent is, yeah, no, I know it's sometimes hard to, like, you can see car damage and it's hard to capture in a picture because I've been doing this for many, many moons, but I mean, yeah, it's a it's tiny a, dent. It's a dent. But it's also a yeah. tiny price tag when it comes to, all right, so you walk out, you look at the damage, you tell them to get you an estimate, you tell me in the answer to the complaint that maybe one of your bags hit it, you don't know. What do you have in your bags, woman, that you think one of your bags might have hit and caused the dent? <laughs> well, um... I, I'm a mom of a toddler, and so I am the bag lady. So you just had, but what was in your bag that I, would have made you make the following statement? Maybe my bag hit it and caused the dent. Well, what would I have make like a backpack bag, and I only had one strap on. I had a couple folders and a notebook in my hand, and my phone was on okay. speaker. Um, All right, listen, this is a close call. This is a close call, but I've got to tell you, your immediate behavior right afterwards, asking for an estimate, agreeing to pay and giving suppositions about what you think might have hit it is not consistent with someone who's like, what are you talking about? I never hit your car. It's just not. So I'm going to go ahead and order you to pay the $100 verdict for the plaintiff. Um. So the plaintiff prevails. He is going to get $100. Ms. Spots, the defendant, looked like she wanted to say something more to the judge. What did you want to say to Judge Millian? I wanted to say to the judge that he claimed that I hit his car in two places, um, not just one. And that is why I offered to pay him half. Could I have hit him once? It's possible. Would I have knowingly done that and, and been dishonest? No. All right. Well, listen, you didn't bring up that second debt. That's very interesting. In any event, the judge has found against you, and you're going to have to give him the 100 bucks finally. All right. Thank you very much, Ms. Spots. Mr. Baum, let me ask you something. I mean, did you say she had hit your car twice? That's what she said. Uh, there were two dents right next to each other, and actually we went, when, when I, we inspected the damage, she opened her car door, and the, the, the main dent uh, fit right into her car door. Uh, so uh, I don't know if it was a reverberation, but there was a much smaller dent right next to that one. But the major dent is what Judge Millian saw in the pictures. Well, I hope you're happy. You're getting $100. I am. It was a fight, but you're getting it. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Congratulations.
All right, with that, it's time for more after the verdict conversation between our judges. Here's Judge Melian and her husband, John, Judge John. He's a real judge, too. Some pretty strong circumstantial evidence presented here by the plaintiff that the defendant, in fact, hit her car or was carrying a shopping bag with an anvil in it or something. Pumper <laughs> in the car. What am I? Right? See, you, you know how heavy that can be because yeah. I'll just turn around and say, can you carry this? Exactly. This is really heavy. I've been carrying those all my life. So yeah. you were convinced, certainly, right? Well, I just think that, um, you know, these are always close calls. Yeah. I kind of, I believe the plaintiff that he did see, you know, that he's waking up, watches her go, and goes that same day. It's and not, saying send me an estimate is almost like consciousness of it's guilt. Total it's consciousness like, yeah, of send guilt. me the estimate. It's total consciousness, especially if, and, and it, this kind of came out for the first time uh, in the hallway discussion, but if they actually lined up the cars, because right. uh, neither of them had said they that in their well. pleadings. And yes, and that's, mm. I guess, what convinced oh, I can't get out of whatever it is. So it I mean, she seemed sense. like a very nice lady. I just right. feel like she felt there was enough proof but sure. most of the proof was coming from her because right. you know sometimes when it walks like a duck quacks like a duck it's kind of a it duck is. and right? this is why I always park my car way the hell at the end of the parking lot because yeah. I'm kind of squirrely about my car so, yes you know, try I've, to make sure it doesn't get day yeah in 90 degree weather where I have to walk that entire distance <laughs> well you know thank God for these paintless dent repair guys they'll, they'll show up at your house in your driveway they come with a lamp and these some popsicle sticks yeah, and like a, a magnet cup. and they and take it's it's, amazing they, yeah, they'll turn really water into cool. wine with these things it it's is kind of cool if so, i were him i'd be more that worried expensive. that my sleep is going to get interrupted from now right. on because if she's real angry if it were me, I'd be making a lot of noise when those windows are down and I'm walking by him and he's sleeping. <laughs> Not too many good naps headed his way. Not a lot of goodness, but I, I don't uh, think she's that kind of person. I doubt it. God bless her. So a viewer wants to know, I was supposed to get married, but COVID hit and we postponed it for a year. Can I collect interest on the deposit I gave the catering hall because they will have my money for a whole entire year in their bank account? Well, it depends on what the contract says. Um, I don't think you automatically have a right to get interest because the company didn't breach the contract. It's a COVID issue. Um, I think what you might want to do is go to them and say, give me my money back. We've canceled it because of COVID. See what they do. That'll do it for this case. Let's go back into the courtroom. Litigants are there. This is the plaintiff, Godfrey Story Jr. He says he was driving down a four-lane road in Jacksonville, Florida in 2019 when the defendant attempted to make a U-turn in front of him and he slammed into a car, totaling his. He's lucky to be alive. The defendant was ticketed by the cops and she didn't have adequate insurance to cover his damages, so he's suing her for the $648 he's still owed. This is the defendant, April Arlene Hernandez. She says the plaintiff didn't hit his brakes when he saw her making a U-turn so she could go to the gas station. The cops told her the plaintiff was driving at a high rate of speed. She did not, she repeats, did not get a ticket for anything. And the plaintiff got paid by her insurance company. So good riddance to him. She's accused of pulling a U. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says he was driving down the road minding his own business when, bam, all of a sudden the defendant makes an illegal U.E. and crashes into him. But the defendant says the guy was driving at a high rate of speed and that's why he crashed into her. It's the case of pulling a U.E. You're welcome, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, man.
All right. Mr. Story, you are suing Ms. Hernandez because, according to you, there was an accident last year that was entirely her fault. You tell me what happened from your perspective. Okay. I was traveling west on uh, what was called Normandy Boulevard in here in Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, once I got up to the intersection, Ms. Hernandez, I guess, I don't know if she was trying to make a U-turn or she was trying to go into the gas station on the corner. But um, uh, the light was green on both sides, uh, apparently, because uh, she kept she kept going into the intersection. Um, okay. I kept going forward, and I saw her, like, inching up to the intersection, but I didn't think she was going to turn. So then once I... Uh, once I turned, she shot across my, my, I was in the far right-hand lane on this particular street. I wasn't on the inside lane, so she just kept going. Like I say, I don't know if she was going to the gas station or attempting to make a U-turn, but we collided. In, in, All right, uh, you impact. end up hitting her while she's turning in front of you, correct? While she's making the U-turn, yes. I, I think that my left front hit her right front. Her Because she came right across her, okay. across my inside lane into the outside lane in which I was driving. Okay. So uh, when the accident happens, did the car spin? Like, tell me what the aftermath was like. No, I slammed on brakes and I, I slammed on my horn as well. Um, and I, we, when we, once we made impact, her car went to the left. Uh, I actually stayed in the, in the lane. My car went off into the gas station wood, to some woods right outside the gas station. My car went, and I guess it, um, it jumped the... Uh, concrete sidewalk and jumped oh, into geez. the woods. All right, so nobody was hurt, right? No, no, I got out, I actually got out of the car. I was stunned a little bit, but I wasn't hurt. I got in the car, uh, looked at my car for a minute, and I actually walked across the interstate to make sure she was okay. Uh, she had actually uh, okay. two girls in the car with her. Two uh, little girls? No, they were teenage. Okay, okay. So, well, the important thing is that no one was hurt. You get out of the car, and what happens? Does she apologize? Does she acknowledge it was her fault? What does she say to you? She says she didn't see me. Um, I was laying on the horn, and I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know whether her music was up. I don't know what's going on in her car, and I don't want to, you know, speak right. ill of her. Okay. But um, no, no. Uh, she That's says she didn't see me. That's why they call it an me. accident, Ms. Hernandez. Well, what happened? How do you not see him? He's he exists. He was not beamed down. By you know, but it was on a hill. Uh, it was, he was coming from a hill, coming down, and I. He even told the officer that he thought I was making a U-turn into the first lane, but I was making a U-turn into the gas station. You were going from the opposite lanes, heading in an opposite direction, turning in front of how many lanes of traffic to go into the gas station? It's only two, ma'am. It's not a four. It's two-lane street. Two lanes. Okay. You acknowledge the accident's your fault, though, right? Yes, ma'am. Correctly, yes. Did you end up getting a ticket or no? No, I did not. Because, uh, once again, he did tell the officer that he thought I was turning into the first lane, and that's why he kept going. All right. So, Ms. Hernandez, um, no one's hurt. The accident's your fault. You're insured, right, Ms. Hernandez? And, Mr. Story, yes, you contact her insurance company. Uh, but what happens? They offer you too little? They, well... They say that the car was total loss, and um, I had three payments left. That was that's crazy. But they say the car was a total <laughs> loss, and um, they say she didn't have enough insurance to cover it, and so that it, uh, my deductible was five hundred dollars, and they they didn't pay it initially. Um, I wasn't trying to to double dip, but they they initially paid it, but not until after I filed the lawsuit. 
so what ends up happening? Uh, you, when you filed the lawsuit, you were suing for your... You end up deciding you're going to go through your own insurance company. Well, no, her insurance company decided that. They decided that. No, That's was, your decision. Was, That's not... Well, she, they told me... Her insurance company told me I had to go through my insurance company. Oh, that's not true. That's fine. It's fine. It doesn't matter. The important thing is that you not end up out of pocket on an accident that wasn't your fault. That's why you ended up yeah. having to pay, having to file the lawsuit. So there's two things right now that you're out of pocket. One of them was the $500 deductible when you filed the lawsuit. Did her insurance company eventually send you the $500? They did. They did. Okay. So you, you've got that. You cashed it. Everything's good with that. Yes. Okay, so we'll reduce your lawsuit accordingly by those $500, but you're still out the $148 for a car rental, correct? No, they end up sending that as well, uh, but it, it didn't. It took a while for them to send it. Um, and again, it was after I filed a lawsuit, and I was trying oh, to take the evidence day. into... Oh, happy All right. Well, here, here's the problem, Judge, Judge Millian. Go ahead. It was, I, was, I, was, I was trying to take the evidence that they had already paid me to the courts, but with COVID-19, it's been closed. So we've been doing emails back and forth and back and forth, and I was told by the courts to just present that when I came. Got it. So my ruling on this case is that you are very much entitled to the $648 that you are suing for, but the defendant doesn't have to pay anything else because apparently things happened the way they were supposed to, and your insurance company ponied up that amount. Now, let me just, for your own education, tell you what else is going to end up happening. His insurance company is going to make your insurance company reimburse his insurance company for the amount that they paid him. They know that. They do this all day long. And this is exactly why you pay premiums, so you shouldn't end up having to come to court and bother yourselves, because both of you actually have insurance and shouldn't end up having to go through this. But I'm glad that it ended up working out and that they paid you, because I do find that you would be entitled to that 648 But because her insurance company has already paid you, that takes care of this lawsuit. Well, I had another question. Go ahead, yeah. Um, one of the reasons why I, I, you know, I just didn't drop it all together was because of the court costs. They were told I was told I was Absolutely. going to be reimbursed court costs. Absolutely. You will be, you are always, when you win a lawsuit, which is why I ruled the way I did, you will always be reimbursed for your court costs. So, yes, that will happen. She will have Thank to you. reimburse you for the court costs. And then you can go to your insurance company and tell them, you should have paid them sooner because I'm now out these court costs. Okay? Good luck, folks. Thank you. So the plaintiff prevails in this case, but since so much money has already transpired between the, the uh, participants and their insurance companies, the plaintiff really is not going to get any cash. He's going to get his, uh, his court costs back. So let's ask Mr. Ms. Hernandez how she feels about that. April, have you learned anything about making a U-turn and a highway again? Yes, just wait for the turning arrow. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. All right, Jeffrey, or yeah, Gottfried Story. Mr. Story, let me ask you how you feel about all this. I know you've been through quite a bit uh, already over this whole issue. How do you feel about what happened in the court today? I think the judge made a, a good ruling. Um, and I, I don't, you know, I don't think Ms. Hernandez was, you know, malicious in the, in the whole of this. I, you know, like I said, I checked to see to see if she okay. Um, and it just, it, it was just an accident. I wish her well. Okay, well, good enough for you. All right, you are going to get your court costs back, and that will bring this case to a close. Now, let's join Judge Millian and her husband, Judge John, for another session of After the Verdict.
So, liability not really an issue here. You not didn't much have to get one. hung up on that very no, much, right? No, not much of one. She was uh, pretty forthright about it, and it was pretty clear when you right. cut in front of somebody, it's right. going to be on you. Right, a couple of nice people to have an accident. I know. Like but if you have to have an accident, I'm happy to crash into <laughs> either one of them. <laughs> Interestingly, one of, the, uh, one of the things that was counted behind the scenes here is I heard the plaintiff say something about, well, I was almost ready to make the final payment. And... That's one of the nightmare scenarios that can happen with car insurance. Yeah, he did right? not want to total this car. No. And, it, and it really, I don't think it needed to be totaled. And on top of that, her insurance didn't offer him the blue book value of it. So they were offering, offering him very little. And then if they total it, they want the car for parts and everything else. Right. They get their own little slice. Right. You know, when they part out the car, they sell it for salvage. Right. They might get another $1,000 or a little bit right. more. It goes right in their pocket. Yeah. But the, but the reality is if somebody hits you and they're either underinsured or you owe more than the total value of the car, you're on the short end, so it can right. put you in a That's why spot. you want to always make sure that you have the kind of insurance that covers your damage, you know, regardless of who you end up having the misfortune of, of crashing into. In the end, they're going to end up paying exactly what his insurance paid. You can tell from the way things have developed that, that there's already right. a subrogation claim going on between the two insurance companies. Right, and, and apparently the insurance process worked out the way it was supposed to here. We all hate writing those checks for the premiums every year and we complain about it, but hey, when, uh, when this happens... Month. Right. <laughs> every, every month. When this happens, uh, I guess it saves the day. Yes, it does. Jay in Idaho wants to know, what's the first thing you should do when you're in a car accident? Well, I gotta tell you, the first thing you should do is not move the car. Get your cell phone out and take photographs because you wanna take photographs before you move the, move the car so the judge can see the damage and who hit who.